the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's always something. And it's only fitting that the National Enquirer is in the mix now. David Pecker, the guy who owns the Enquirer, has been given federal immunity now in the Michael Cohen case. The word is that Pecker gave the feds details about Trump's knowledge of payments to women who said they had affairs with Trump. So it's only been a couple of days since Paul Manafort was convicted and Cohen pled guilty. And somebody at Newsbusters, and we've had them on the show, people from Newsbusters, uh, somebody from there, uh, that's a great organization, by the way, does a great job of uh, keeping you up to date on how biased the media is. And, and they don't mess around. They, well, I'll tell you something in just a second here. But anyway, they counted the number of times the word impeachment was used at CNN and MSNBC yesterday, 222 times, and that was in 18 hours. And and they also, I don't know who they get to watch this stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, I they, I guess they somebody has to do it. There wasn't a show on either network where the word wasn't used at least once. Wolf Blitzer on CNN, uh, he asked a Democratic uh, congressman if he thought it would be appropriate to begin impeachment proceedings immediately since Cohen had pled guilty. I don't know if he meant, like, as soon as the show was over, as soon as the <laughs> the interview was over, if he should start the impeachment proceedings. That's probably what Wolf would like to see. Anyway, Newsbusters put together a video with everybody using the I word. I don't think you have to see their lips moving here to get the idea. The president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, is named a co-conspirator of a federal crime. Is that grounds for impeachment? Do you think impeachment is more likely at this point? Impeachment. 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 Does this move the needle at all? More confidence to move forward on impeachment. The president facing impeachment. Impeachment will be on the Democrats' agenda. The I-word. Impeachment. The I-word. Impeachment. The I-word. Impeachment. The I-word. The I-word. And impeachment. Let's take a look at the process of impeachment. 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 To impeach. Or impeachment. Impeachment. He would have been impeached. All of it bringing impeachment back to the forefront. Talking about impeachment. Impeachment talk. Impeachment is a more viable option. Do you think it would be appropriate to immediately begin impeachment proceedings? Impeachment. Impeachment. Impeachable. Impeachment. 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 Did you hear Wolf's voice in there? Do you think it would be appropriate to start impeachment like maybe in the next five minutes? So uh, will President Trump be impeached before the weekend? Probably not. So our go-to person when it comes to Donald Trump uh, here on the John Stoggerwald show uh, and uh, when it comes to Donald Trump and the hysteria from the media who are predicting he won't last another two weeks is Selena Zito of the Washington Examiner. She'll be here after the break to tell you how much this matters to Trump supporters. And here's a hint. It doesn't. Also coming up in our second half hour, we're going to take a dip in the college football cesspool and talk about what happened to Urban Meyer at Ohio State, which is pretty much nothing. Most people who aren't Ohio State football fans will tell you not enough happened. That's coming up on the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around. Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even John Hopkins. 
Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724 724- 884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. This is Dan Proft with 60 Seconds of Sanity for Upstream-Ideas.com. Here's one week's worth of leftist intellectual offerings. Former CIA Director John Brennan, whose value as an intel officer closely rivals Chuck Barris's value as a CIA assassin, argued the revocation of his ability to leak classified information was some sort of unconstitutional abridgment of his free speech rights. Brennan was barking on MSNBC and opining in the New York Times that he is being silenced. Elizabeth Warren proposed to save capitalism by nationalizing private property. 350 50 newspapers colluded to publish the same anti-Trump ransom letter to their readers to prove what well-adjusted, independent-minded journalists they are. New York Governor Andy Cuomo announced that America will be great for the first time, if and only if, he's either elected president or bumps his brother Chris in CNN's primetime lineup. And of all the cake shops in all the world, a trans person walked into Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado, because the left and their government commissars will make Jack Phillips and every other Christian in America they can target choose between faith and business. The left is impervious to irony, unbounded by hypocrisy, unyielding in their quest for dominion over every aspect of your life, and that's just in the last week. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And there are no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, live radio is a lot of fun. Um, we haven't been able to get uh, in touch with Selena Zito. We will keep trying. Um, I'll just give you an idea. She is, she's written a book called uh, The Great Revolt, and it's all about how this is not a temporary thing with Donald Trump. It's a uh, not just Don- – and Donald Trump was not – the um, cause of uh, his of this revolution, he was the result of it. And uh, she gets her information from going on the ground and talking to real people. So um, I think we're going to getting her right now. So uh, she's got some interesting things to say about this since the latest episode for Trump. Uh, well, this week just been a normal week for him. Two of his top people. Uh, one getting pleading guilty and the other being convicted of, I think, 10 out of 18 counts. But we do have her on the line now, and uh, let's go right to her. Uh, Selena, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It's been a little bit of a crazy day since Facebook decided to censor my story. Yeah, that's what I wanted. To, I, wanted to, I was eventually <laughs> going to ask you about that. Uh, let's get to that before we get to your piece here on uh, Trump. Um, what did Facebook do? Or you think they did? Or did you find out what they well, did? Uh, about 7, 7.55 this morning, I posted on both Twitter and Facebook uh, links to my story. 
Uh, and I went about the business of filing another story. I was working. And all of a sudden, uh, several uh, direct messages popped up on my phone saying, hey, we posted your New York Post story. Uh, it's a story. It's not a column. I went out and interviewed people and asked them how they viewed Trump in the aftermath of, of the um, court decisions with Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen. And um, they said, because ours have been taken down. And I'm like, wait, what? And so they, they, they'd all, almost all of them, had sent me screenshots uh, saying this, your post was removed because it does not meet community standards, that because we found it offensive and or because we considered it spam. There were a multitude of different reasons given uh, to a variety of different people. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I decided to go on Facebook and look at my own post. And lo and behold, it was gone. Now, people have always talked about, not always, but have recently talked about the act of shadow banding and censorship by Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. But, you know, as, as journalists, sometimes you're skeptical of that, right? Be, um, but I have the firsthand experience. And so I did, I took a number of steps to try to uh, contact Facebook to get a result. I politely asked them on Twitter if someone could please contact me because I didn't understand what happened. No response. So I sent them a direct message on Twitter. No response. So then I used a variety of different ways you can contact Facebook through the Facebook page. I think there was three different ways you could. No response. And then within like an hour or two, all of a sudden, the post reappeared on my page. Now, I'm not sure what was more creepy, <laughs> that they took it off or that the Wizard of Oz put it back on. But there's no explanation in between. So I don't know if it was an algorithm thing. I don't know if someone hated my story and reported it. I don't know if they uh, they made a decision on their own that it, that it didn't meet Facebook standards, um, which is silly. There was nothing. It, it's a pretty bland story, right? It's just pretty direct and to the point. Yeah, story. I mean, there was there's nothing. No, there's nothing. No uh, in there. Nothing. In, nothing that anybody could possibly find offensive in there, unless they just no, I hate Donald Trump. Yeah, I showed it to several different Democrats. And they're like, yeah, this is your pretty standard story. You got your quotes, you got your nut graph, you got your facts, you got your ending. That's it. There is, there's nothing inflammatory on there. But, but for whatever reason, which will, I believe, remain a mystery to me for the rest of my life, uh, they, uh, they removed it and then they arbitrarily decided to, to reinstate it. Now, but they are daily caller to do a story on it, and it's on the Drudge Report right now. But they did contact Facebook, and all they got was a, a form letter saying that it might be a mistake. That was it. Nothing. Well, you know, I, I'm not smart enough, especially in, in matters Facebook and Twitter and, and just in general the Internet. And I'm, I'm an old guy, and I, you know, I, I, I chug along with what I need to do. But I'm also an old TV guy, and when I hear when I hear you describing what happened to you today, see, it's it's just this thing called the internet, and it's it's in your phone or it's in your computer, and you never see any like human beings, okay? Right. So right. I would like to see somebody take a camera. I mean, who's sitting down there at Facebook? Uh, do they have eight thousand right. people sitting at each of their, has their own computer and they they spot the story by Selena Zito and they say I don't like this I think I'll just kill that I mean right. I've never seen I've never seen a a picture of where these people are like who who is the person whether it was a mistake or whether it was a, some nefarious plot whatever it was who is this person that's sitting at Facebook headquarters somewhere or Twitter headquarters. And and uh, just decides, well, this is a story I like, this is a story I don't like. Somewhere there's a human being that we never see. Where are they? What do they look I like? Know. Are they old? Are they and young? Are they men? Are they women? <laughs> I don't know anything about them. Right. And and what's sad is yesterday there were hundreds and hundreds. That's when the stories first posted. Yesterday there were hundreds and hundreds of stories about Washington and New York's reaction to the, the right. uh, rulings on Manafort. And, and Cohen. 
But there weren't any stories about how that impacted the people who put him into office. Right. Who ultimately, I think, have at least a bit of a share in offering their thoughts. And that one was taken away. And so when people try to, when they scratch their heads and say, well, gee, I don't know why people voted for him. Well, I can turn around and say, well, this might be one of them. Because you're trying to do the best that you can to never have that story read by anybody. Well, I'm I um, I'm wondering, and I know you don't have the answer to this, but when is when is a conservative person or group going to come up with something to compete with Twitter and Facebook for stuff like this? Um, right. Uh, and and, that's, it, and is and it impossible to do? Right. Well, and it's also sad. Like, think about it, John. Don't don't you think sort of the best thing in in a democracy is to have a vibrant exchange of all ideas in the same platform? Yeah, but at the I same mean, time, I, at, at the same time, I I don't I, I get a little nervous when I hear people saying that they want the government to control Facebook and Twitter and decide what goes on and what doesn't, and I, I have a problem with that too. So uh, that I would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. I mean, we live in a democracy. Right. And, and Facebook, um, I mean, we really live in a republic, but we also, yeah. we also live in a democracy. And a so democratic Facebook's republic policy, will cover it, yeah. Right. And, and so Facebook's attitude should be what everyone's atti- attitude should be. We should be expected, we live in a democracy, we should be expected to be insulted every day because we have free speech. Right. Have at it. But don't take it away. Don't don't ghost it. Don't 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 take don't don't take a variety of different opinions away, uh, because that is that is not healthy. That is not good. What well, do you and, think CNN uh, and and uh, MSNBC and the New York Times would be doing more stories about this if it were liberals who were being shadow banned or whatever happened to you today? Um, well, I, they, well, they don't I, care. I work, they're they, they're happy to see right. it. Right, but you know, um, you know, it's um, it's it's really sad. I, I want to say this: it pers- it's personally disappointing, but you know, I'm not going to sleep over it. Right. But in but if this is common and it's happening to someone who doesn't have the same sort of platform of voice that I do, right? And they're they're sitting at home and they see what happens. I mean. Think about that. If there's a million someone's out there that this is happening to, that's not good. No. Facebook made the decision to be a publishing company. It's part of their mission statement. You can't, they did not, in their mission statement, state to be a, a selective publishing company. And so making these sort of decisions is, is I think, not good for the free exchange of ideas. Well, we're talking to Selena Zito. She is of the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, formerly of the uh, Pittsburgh Tribune Review, and the author of a really uh, good book called The Great Revolt. Um, and, uh, Selena, you continue to talk to people in flyover country. Your piece today in the Post, New York Post, included a woman in Zanesville, Ohio, uh, who probably, yeah. uh, well, not probably, was apparently not phased at all, at least as far as being phased enough to change her or lose her um, loyalty to Donald Trump uh, by what happened with Manafort and Cohen. Can you explain that? Right. So um, this woman is a small business owner. She's suburban. She lives in the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio. She has four small, not four small children. She has four children um, under the age of college age. And she reluctantly voted for Trump. And she will happily vote for him Again, probably uh, even a little more happily. But she phrased it in such a unique way uh, that I haven't seen anybody else uh, uh, articulate. She said, look, all my life I have voted for candidates who have inspired me with amazing speeches, speeches with powerful words that that drew me to them and their policies. Uh, But but I soon realized uh, that those speeches were crafted probably about by, by about 13 different people in an office, each sentence being massaged and, 
and reworked until it, it hit every right point and probably run through several different focus groups. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I never really saw any of the results that the speech promised. Along comes Trump, and he's coarse, and he's annoying, and I don't like anything he tweets. I don't like half of everything he says. But at the end of the day, I like the results. So that's where I am today. And this is about my community. This is not about Donald Trump. And, and that's what it's about the R word, results. Yeah, the R word, yeah. <laughs> and, and have you um, tried to imagine what Trump could do to lose his voters? I mean, what is it that would make that? What, what is there? There's got to be something out there that he One could thing. do. What's that? Become part of the swamp. And that's never going to happen. Yeah, okay. It's that, because, as, as you became, write in your piece, they, they don't want to yeah. turn the keys over back over to the people who've been running no. it for the last 50 years. No, they're really unhappy with them. Our distrust in institutions began when you and I were kids, John. In 1960, uh, 1964, or no, I'm sorry, 1968, the government had the highest level of approval with the American people, and it was at 78%. Wow. And you know what happened? Watergate. Oh, yeah. And then, not just Watergate, but then Lyndon Johnson in, in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and with Watergate, it wasn't just the Nixon. It was also the, the understanding that the CIA and the FBI also played a part in that. That began, that began our descent, um, or, 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 or our sort of withdrawal away from trust in government. But then it also sort of snowballed into um, less trusted institutions, um, like big media corporations. When you used to have someone just passionately reading the news, right? You and I grew up in that area. Era, right? You passionately read the news. You got your facts, and you sat around the dinner table and you talked about it. Now you have seventeen different panels with thirty-two different people on it. They're all shouting, and and you walk away and you have you know you need like Brioski. You have like. Um, well, you know, when you think about it, uh, the difference in the media, if you think about it, um, there used to be C- CBS, NBC, and ABC. Right. ABC right. was a, a non-factor for a long time. So it was basically yep. Walter Cronkite against Huntley and Brinkley. And, yes. so, and so there wasn't that much competition. But when you, right. when you add all this competition, not only among the, the networks, but among the different mediums uh, from which you get your news, then sensationalism becomes that much more important. And, uh, right, and everyone the, has to up the ante. Yeah. And to get, to get, to get um, bucks and seats. But what you're, when, uh, when we get back to Trump here, and we only have about a minute and a half left, it, it, this is about the media actually trailing behind the people on this. The media may have led some of the stuff you were talking about, Watergate, Vietnam, but they're, they're, fa- they're behind uh, this one. They're, they're not, right. they need to catch up. And that's why it's, I'm not, this, is, this is a shameless plug for the book, but I think it's really important, not just for Republican voters, but also Democratic voters and never Trump voters. Um, this uh, book takes you inside why people, the, my profession, missed all these, these sort of different archetypes of voters and why they have become this part of this coalition and why this coalition, like why Donald Trump wasn't a fluke and this co- coalition has formed and will go forward. It doesn't mean they're going to win everything, but it does mean that these parties have realigned and we're still not listening to them. I think it's I, I find I find it absolutely stunning that this uh, this major realignment has occurred, and we're still not listening to it. We're still calling it a name. We're still mocking it. We're still not trying to understand it. And if we continue to do it, the only thing that feeds it and makes it stronger is that willful ignorance. Yep. Well, I hope they continue to ignore it, so that uh, somebody like Hillary Clinton is never elected president. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm down with it. Thanks, uh, Selena, for being on with us. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, Selena Zito, uh, the the Great Revolt, and you should check that book out. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the cesspool of college football, and it's flowing in Columbus. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is criticizing his attorney general again, but this time Jeff Sessions is hitting back. Sessions has long been a Trump target. And on Fox and Friends, the president all but said Sessions has been a disappointment since the beginning. I put an attorney general that never took control of the Justice Department, Jeff Sessions. He says Sessions only got the job because the president felt loyalty to him as an original supporter. Sessions responded he took control of the Justice Department the day he was sworn in, and its actions will not be improperly influenced by political considerations. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 76 points to 25,657. The Nasdaq dropping 11, the S&P lower by 5, oil down slightly 3 cents to 67.83 a barrel. This is SRN News. Are you tired of barely making money in your IRA? Did you miss out on the internet boom? What if I told you that you could invest in cryptocurrency just before the institutions get involved? The fact is, institutional money is waiting on the sidelines with trillions of dollars and the Chicago Board of Option is close to approving Bitcoin ETFs on its exchange. This is why the smart money like Goldman Sachs is taking down major positions. The key here is to position yourself before the institutional money takes over. The bottom line is this. Breaking news on Bitcoin is about to break. By the time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's too late. If you're able to position yourself at these levels today before the news, your percentage gains could be absolutely staggering. Get the facts now. Call 1-800-902-4700. Put your IRA or 401k to work for you today. Call 800-902-4700. 800-902-4700 for free information. Crypto-based IRA is a service of Santa Enterprises with custodial services of Kingdom Trust. Not FDIC insured. Investment made this value. The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. It was one of the greatest decisions of my life not to do homework in high school. It freed me to explore life. I didn't use that time to watch TV. They'll do some passion from woodwork to musical instrument to a foreign language to reading. My God, is that better? The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. It's been a long time since you had your will written, and a lot's changed since then. It's always a good idea to review your documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we understand the nuances of elder law and how changes to Medicaid, veterans' benefits, and the tax code can affect your estate and the people most important to you. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. That's a-h.law. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Lots of delays out there. We'll start with a look at the Parkway West. Heavy inbound at Carnegie. Down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, actually. And on the outbound side, Sawmill Run Boulevard to Carnegie. Parkway East, very congested as well. Outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. And inbound Bates Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. 28, seeing a bit of volume there outbound, slowing you down Grant Avenue to the Highland Park Bridge. Northbound 79 stacked up Parkway West up to 60. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
to partly cloudy tonight, comfortable with a low of 53 degrees. There'll be some areas of fog later tonight and into early tomorrow. For the day tomorrow, very nice once again, mostly sunny, high 79. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, 61 degrees. Then for Saturday, a mix of clouds and sun with a spotty afternoon shower, a thunderstorm, high 78. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you've been listening to me or reading my stuff over the years, you know that I think college football and and basketball, for that matter, has become a cesspool. needs to be cleaned up. I don't think I'm alone in believing that. Uh, Not at all. And if you wait long enough, something will come up, uh, you know, just come along to reinforce that belief or give you that belief if you don't have it already. The latest is Urban Meyer at Ohio State. He got caught lying or misremembering what he knew about one of his assistant coaches being accused of domestic violence. Ohio State suspended him, uh, did its own investigation, and decided not to fire him. Meyer now is suspended for the first three games of the season. Chris Dufresne of TMG Sports has covered college sports for over 20 years. He's with us now. Chris, thanks for being here. Great. Thanks for having me on. So before we get to the three-game hand slap, as you call it, in your, on your piece at uh, TMG Sports, uh, I see that you go back a long way with Urban Meyer, and I get the feeling you're not a big fan of his. Um, well, you know, I, I, I could separate it as a, as a journalist, as a sports writer. I certainly admired the reason I, I was on him early at Utah because I, I thought he was going to be a great coach. And he has turned out to be a great coach. Uh, I never trusted him personally, just based on personal dealings I've had with him in my role as a you know, longtime college football columnist for the LA Times. So I try to separate those two things. But when you see things like this develop, it sort of just reinforces what I thought and I knew about this person for uh, more than a decade. Well, I don't know how specific you want to be, but uh, uh, could you give us an idea of what you said because of dealings with him, you don't trust him, just uh, untruths? Well, you know, you you get feelings about people. Uh, uh, When I was at LA Times and he was at Utah, he he needed me because uh, he recruited Los Angeles area. As soon as he didn't need me or the LA Times anymore, you know, he had nothing. He wanted nothing to do with me. Would return my phone calls, um, just little things like that. Um, and you know, you just there's there, you deal with dozens and dozens of people. Um, many of them honorable. Many of them have very de- various degrees. They all lie in a certain respect because that's the game that goes on between reporters and, and coaches. And they, you know, a lot of them are little white lies about injuries or whatever. I understand that, but I think there's a there's a fundamental. Uh, issue with, with Urban, and I think it's proven out over time. He portrays a certain uh, persona of values and family. Uh, those are the guys that really get me. And, uh, you know, I thought the same of Jim Tressel at Ohio State, you know, the bow tie, uh, the religion, and all this. And then, and then you're, you're not the person that, you, that, that the public sees. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of, of that in Urban, too. I've uh, compared a few college coaches that I've come across, not only that I've come across myself in covering sports, but um, just as the ones I've seen. They re- uh, some of them remind me a lot of televangelists. Do you see a little? Uh, yeah. It's it's a it's it's kind of slimy and um, it's 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 kind of it's kind of nasty, really. They get caught up in their own glory, and you look yeah. and look at people that they and plus now the money is huge. They are at many times the most important people, not only on campus, but in certain instances, the most important people in the state. Yeah. Uh, and so they believe, they, you know, they, they suck in a lot of that that, uh, that oxygen, um, and they think they're invisible. And they think they, and, you know, 99% of the time, they can lie their way out of anything or talk their way out of anything. In this instance, he got caught in a lie. And uh, he was called out by uh, Brett McMurphy, who actually had, you know, Text messages. That's the difference now. He's a reporter, right? Uh, reporter yeah. right, who, who went back and doubled down after Urban called him out at Big Ten Media Days and went back and got the facts. You know, here, here, here are the text messages disproving what you said. And that's, you know, in today's age of technology and social media and Twitter, uh, text phone uh, messages and all this other stuff, uh, you know, you can get caught up easier in your own lives. But, you know, they keep telling him and and they're, they're still batting about nine fifty, you know, when when it comes to this stuff. But if you get caught, it's it, it's more punitive now. 
We're talking to Chris Dufresne of TMG Sports here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, so there's some evidence of a little bit of a cover-up there, which, you know, again, we get back to the old cliche about the cover-up being worse than the crime. I don't know if that's the case here, but there seems to be at least an attempt at a cover-up, and it was discovered, but it didn't matter. Yeah, a lot of it, it was, it, press conference was interesting, is, is that they had the press, press conference, and then they released the, uh, the, the commission report, which was very damning. I mean, if you look at it, uh, I think all the information was there. I don't question that they didn't get to the bottom of the story. The bottom of the story was not very pretty, yet uh, the, the press conference was already over, and they, they got a chance sort of to whitewash and, and, and tone it down a little bit. But the idea that Urban Meyer would wipe cell phone records off his phone uh, from a year from anything that happened a year previously, uh, these are some of the things that that and even the committee report said, you know, that it doesn't look good. Well, we can't prove that he did it to protect anything, but it certainly doesn't look good. Those kind of little things. Urban Meyer not telling, uh, you know, his 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 boss that 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 Zach Smith had this issue when he was at Florida. You know, so right. uh, those. Those are things that are, that are like red flags, and it's like okay, but it, it kind of when you add it all up, it kind of it paints it, it paints a certain picture. And if Meyer's record wasn't what it is, he's been very successful there. How fast would he have been gone? No, in no way. If he was fifty and thirty-one, he'd be gone. There's, you know, that's just that's just the reality of it. He's seventy-three and eight. He's won a national title. He is, I think, in my mind, the second greatest coach in college football behind Nick Saban. Um, and it's that power that, uh, that will drive him forward. Uh, you know, he lost, Urban lost the narrative, a national narrative. He's getting pilloried all over from coast to oh, coast. Oh, he's getting killed, yeah. As long, as long as he wins over, wins back Columbus, which isn't going to be a, that hard as long as they keep winning, uh, you know, then I think it's, that, that he, that he, it served its purpose. Uh, but his, his legacy, his reputation, uh, is certainly, uh, damaged. One of the things I noticed coming out of uh, uh, some guys I know in Cleveland and some other media people uh, around the country, uh, and I think you did it also, I, I noticed that a lot of people noticed that he never mentioned the assistant yeah. coach's wife during his press conference yesterday. I don't think that helped his image a lot. Yeah. I mean, had he shown any sort of contrition, he, he appeared he, he was – he didn't want to be there. And my, my impression is that he went into that meeting – thinking that he was going to be exonerated and, and, and get no time or time served. Uh, the look on his face, he was not sorry. He was mad. He was pissed. He was reading from a script. Um, that looked like he was reading for the first time. Um, this was not a happy man and in, in any way remorseful toward um, Courtney Smith, toward the issue at large. It would have been great had they, they said, you know what, we're going to start a, either a fund or I'm going to donate part of my salary to these causes. Uh, uh, I appreciate, you know, the sensitivity here. Uh, none of that. It was just, uh, it looked like a man who had got uh, caught, and he was, uh, also, like I said, a hostage situation, and he, he couldn't wait to get out of there. And what do you think the reaction, Chris, would have been in Columbus if he had been fired? Media, fans, oh. do you think that they would have been in pitchforks and torches? Outrage. Outrage. And it would all have been, it would all have been leveled on, on the media and the, over, you know, the over-reactionary uh, outside world, um, but you know we have to go back to the fact that had this story not been reported out by Brett McMurphy, that's the other disturbing part about it. That Urban Meyer was perfectly willing to throw Brett McMurphy under any sort of bus that got in his way, mm-hmm. and and Urban's. I mean, uh, Brett has a family, um, but uh, that was uh, not a problem because the narrative at Big Ten Media Day is that he made this he made this story up, and how can he make stories up like this up? So he was perfectly willing to, you know, to to, to ruin uh, Brett McMurphy's career just to to save his own, and, and that's you know that's the easy way out because everyone's going to buy that. Just save media today, and uh, and they all everybody in Columbus would understand. Yep. But that's not what happened. So uh, you know he got caught, and now he's he's paying the price. And it's you know it's not too severe, but it's it's the best they they could come up with. Well, the the, the price uh, that he's paying to his image is bigger than the price he's paying to his job and his football team uh you know he's uh, but then again in columbus it doesn't matter and most of ohio it doesn't matter uh, right he won't know no we're talking to chris dufresne of tmg sports and here's the thing i think about chris when i <clears throat> when something like this happens and you just mentioned how obvious it was 
<clears throat> excuse me, that he that he had no contrition, that he was probably reading the script for the first time. I I, I get the whole football part of it, and he's the football coach, and I get the fans not caring if you know and they don't care what he did if as long as he wins. What I never can understand or never grasp is somewhere during that press conference or right after it. The president of the university was sitting there watching it on TV, and he knows everything that's going on, and he knows that it's all a bunch of BS, and he knows that it was a smarmy coach up there getting away with murder, and they just sit there and put up with it. And that's what – I know it's money, and I know all the obvious things, but at some point, it's never going to be fixed until the college president is a little bit embarrassed by it, you know? Well, it is. You mentioned it. It's the money. It's become, and the problem is it's gone from a million dollar business to a billion dollar business. There is so much tied up, in, you know, in the success of your football program. So much money is getting poured in that it matters. And even if you want to fire a guy, it, it matters because if you owe somebody $40 million on his contract, that influences your decision as to what to do with him. You know, suspend him or fire him and, and, and pay the money. So money, money, money. And the other part you got to back to is there's no uh, oversight. Uh, there's no national oversight in college football. It's always been a little fiefdoms of power uh, of, at, at individual universities first. And now, you know, there's basically five power commissioners that run the sport. And they're, they're not governed by the NCAA in football. Uh, and, and so this is your problem. They got everybody doing their own thing. How complicit is the media, if not the national media, the, the media in all the college towns that you've mentioned there, in what's wrong with college football? Well, you know, it, it's always going to be like that in a college town because college drives everything. It drives the the local media. And I, I mean, I once joked to Jim Tressel at the same university ten years ago that you know that he was the sports editor of the Columbus Dispatch just by the fact that he could control the flow of information, uh, access to players, uh, and he, so he controlled the narrative of the, of the town. It's more difficult. You can't really get away with that uh, in Los Angeles or New York, some of the big uh, outlets, but it's in college, small college towns, Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, Columbus, Ohio, Ann Arbor, Michigan, the head coach is you know, de facto becomes the sports editor of the paper because he can control what information gets in and out about uh, his, his team. So it's different nationally because we're not, you know, we're not, re- we don't rely on Urban Meyer uh, for access to his players. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's something he holds over in the local media and, and they you either have to go along or you get shut out, you get punished or you don't get, you don't get access to, to stories. And that's how you have a cesspool. Chris, I appreciate you being here. Chris Dufresne of TMG Sports. Really appreciate it, man. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's Chris Dufresne. We appreciate him being on, and uh, we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body soothing serenity made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Originalmattress.com. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. 
At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people it's GI, some people it can be a rash, some people their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord. The first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Ben incredible new adventure book on the mountain of the lord available now at amazon barnes and noble and wherever books are sold warning listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity the john steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer well, at the risk of boring you with uh, some more of the uh, nfl anthem stuff uh, which are, you're going to get more of this weekend i'm sure um, I, I we ran out of time yesterday, and I this this soundbite video, whatever you want to call it, uh, was it went viral. It's Beto O'Rourke. He's running against Ted Cruz in Texas. He's running for U.S. Senate, and just people were just falling down all over themselves and slobbering all over him because when he was asked about how he felt about the NFL players kneeling for the national anthem. Everybody, well, everybody in most of the media just loved what he said. Listen. My short answer is no. I don't think it's disrespectful. Here's my, my longer answer, but I'm going try to try to make sure that I get this right um, because I think it's a really important question. And reasonable people, reasonable people can disagree on this issue. Let's begin there. And it makes them no less American to come down on a different conclusion on this issue, right? Um, you can feel as a young man does, you can feel as I do, you're every bit as American, all the same. Um, but I'm reminded, somebody mentioned reading the, the Taylor Branch book. Um, you did. Um, Parting the Waters and the King Years. And, and when you read that book and find out what Dr. King and this nonviolent, peaceful movement to secure better, because they didn't get full, civil rights for their fellow Americans, the challenges that they faced, those who died in Philadelphia, Mississippi, for the crime of trying to be a man, trying to be a woman in this country, um, the the young girls who died in the church bombing, um, those who were beaten within an inch of their life crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama with John Lewis, um, those who were punched in the face. Just, uh, I'm sorry, but he just absolutely reduces everything that those great people, heroic people did by comparing NFL players kneeling. But go ahead. Where their fathers may have bled the same blood on the battlefields uh, of Omaha Beach or Okinawa or anywhere that anyone ever served this country. Um, the freedoms that we have were purchased not just by those in uniform. And they definitely so he's comparing were. guys who but died at Okinawa and on D-Day to NFL players who kneel while they're being paid $600,000 for being there that day. 
who knew full well that they would be arrested, and they were serving time in the Mississippi State Penitentiary. And the players knew they weren't going to be arrested, and they knew they'd get away with it. Peaceful, nonviolent protests, including taking a knee at a football game to point out that black men, unarmed, black teenagers, unarmed, and black children, unarmed, are being killed at a frightening level right now, including by members of law enforcement. Actually, they're not, but that's okay. And without justice. And this problem, as grave as it is, is not going to fix itself. And they're frustrated, frankly, with people like me and those in positions of public trust and power who have been unable to resolve this or bring justice for what has been done and to stop it from continuing to happen in this country. And so nonviolently, peacefully, while the eyes of this country are watching these games, they take a knee to bring our attention and our focus to this problem to ensure that we fix it. That is why they are doing it. And I can think of nothing more American than to peacefully stand up or take a knee for your rights anytime, anywhere, any place. So thank you very much for asking the question. I appreciate it. Here's another thing that's not America, is very much American. Doing what your boss tells you at work and taking your demonstrations and doing them on your own time, which all the people he compared the players to did, which, uh, number one, took a lot more courage and was was not offensive to the people who were paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars to be there. So I just wanted to make sure I got that in there. So anyway, I only have a few minutes left. I wanted to give you a poop update. Uh, in San Francisco, they're still picking up the poop uh, and, I, and not getting rid of the homeless people. I, I don't. They're, they're always talking about how they're going to fix the poop, but they let the people who are pooping stay there. But a, a quick story here. Um, it says that uh, out there in the, uh, in the beautiful city of San Francisco, after quoting uh, the mayor who acknowledges we're spending a lot of money to address the problem, the following San Francisco Public Works budget items are proposed. $72.5 million a year street cleaning budget. $12 million a year on what essentially have become housekeeping services for homeless. two point eight for hot spots crew to wash down the, the poop. $2.3 million for street. And, the, and I'm, I'm running out of time, but they, they make like $167,000 a year with benefits. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.